On first down, the handoff to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10. He's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT, and he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. I'm your host, Cody Fugger. Joining me as always, your other host, Mr. Derek Larger. And today we are going to wrap up the second part of our Colts over-under series. Uh, we still already looked at the offense, so if you haven't checked out that video, be sure to check it out. Today we're going to look at the defense. And so kind of how we're going to do it, because I was talking to you, Derek, off-air, um, the difference between the defensive and offensive lines. Uh, the offensive lines don't really get a ton of stats unless you're Quentin Nelson and you get pancakes. Yeah. But, but normally the defensive line gets a lot more different, unique stats than an offensive line. The offensive line is more judged as a unit and sacks allowed. Uh, the defensive line can be a little bit more individualized. And so uh, I thought we'd start here, obviously, with the defensive line. Uh, a little bit of a revamped unit, especially in the interior. Um, but we'll start at the outside. The guy who led the Colts in sacks, <laughs> la- sacks last year, Mr. Justin Houston, he had 11 sacks. Um, he was fantastic with the Colts. He actually had a stretch um, of games where he had a sack in each game. I think and, that was uh, seven games, I believe. Seven games in a row he had a sack. And yep. so Justin Houston was a very effective situational pass rusher last year for the Colts. Um, he had 11 sacks, like I mentioned. So, Derek, I'm going to set it at 10 sacks over under this year. There's more additions that will will hopefully get more sacks this year for the Colts. But I'm going to set it at 10 for Justin Houston. Are you going to go over or under for this one? I'm probably going to go under for this one, uh, seeing as how Kamoko Ture is going to be getting some of that time back. And you have other guys that could potentially be looking at more of a defensive end role this year, including Ben Banigou. Uh, Danico Autry's name was even brought up in that uh, case at points. So I feel like, and with Muhammad as well, I feel like Muhammad could take another leap. So I think that it, while I do believe that uh, Houston can come close to double-digit sacks, I don't believe he hits it this year. Yeah, and it may not be just a lack of pass rush. It might just be other guys are getting sacks. Like, yep. it just happens. All right, so we're also going to do tackles for loss for the defensive line. Uh, he had 15 tackles for loss this last year. I'm going to set it there again. What do you think about 15? Um, Again, I'm probably going to go down with this again. Um, okay. I think as, as the sack numbers go down, I think his overall tackle for loss numbers will go down a little bit here as well. So okay. I'm going under. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, okay, so moving to the other defensive end position, this was one that was primarily taken up by Jabal Sheard last year, but Sheard obviously is a free agent, no longer with the team. So we'll look at some of the younger guys. Uh, Kamoko Ture, he only played in four games, but he had a sack and a half. He had a, a, another a tackle and a half, tackle for loss, uh, but he only played in four games. So you got to project that for 16 games. I'm going to say, I'm going to set it at eight sacks. Are you going to go over or under for Kamoko Ture? Man, you, you got me on this one. Uh, eight sacks. I believe he will be over on eight sacks. Okay. I do believe wow. he can hit anywhere from nine to ten this next season. I do believe so. Okay. 
Yep. You think really? Wow. Yep. Yep. You I think, think the numbers can healthy. be there. Yep. I think if he stays healthy, yep, I do believe so. That's my biggest question mark because he has not shown, at least in his first couple of years, he can stay fully healthy. So I'm hoping he can, obviously, as a Colts fan. But right. uh, as, at least at, to this point, it hasn't been super favorable. But certainly if he's healthy, yeah, I definitely think that he can shatter that. Um, he also – I'm just going to leave it at the same for tackles for loss since he had the same exact stats. Uh, eight tackles for loss. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think he's going to end up beating that this next year. No question about it. Yeah. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk about the next guy there uh, at the defensive end position. This guy might actually have a legitimate shot, I think, uh, to be the starter alongside Justin Houston this year. Uh, ben Banigou, he's more of an overall player, while Kamoko Torrey is probably more of a pure pass rusher. He's more talented in those ways. Um, Ben Banigou kind of gives me a little bit of Jabal, Jabal Sheard vibes where he may not ever have, you know, double-digit sacks every single year. He might, but he may not. Uh, but he's going to offer a little bit more and run support. Uh, ben Banigou last year, he was a situational guy. He didn't see the field a ton. Uh, but, you know, he was effective in certain ways. Um, I know he had a couple sacks. Um, he had two and a half sacks last year, four and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, he didn't necessarily play a ton of snaps um, but he he had some key sacks and key moments most notably that Denver Broncos game uh, he had that strip sack and the Colts ultimately it was like their walk-off win in that game uh, but Kamoko Ture or I'm sorry Ben Banigou with Kamoko Ture I think Ben Banigou's got a better shot um, at potentially getting more snaps um, on th- all three downs as opposed to Kamoko Ture maybe more of a third down type of guy uh, but Ben Banigou I'm going to set it at Six sacks for Ben Banigou, a little less than Kamoko Ture. Uh, what do you think about six sacks, Derek? Um, I am going to go under with okay. six sacks. I think that he's still a situational type player. Um, the percentage of snaps uh, for the snap count there is not where I want it to be right now. So I think that uh, even though he has a chance to get some more playing time, I think he's still going to be under six, at least for right now. That's fair. Yeah, and, and I'm going to actually at, like up his tackles for loss over under because he offers more, like I said, in the run game. So I think he has a chance to get more tackles for loss. I'm going to set that at eight. What do you think about eight? Um, I think that he can go over that. I do believe he can do go you? over that this year, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think he really does have a good shot. Um, you know, because there's not, there's not really any guys that I would necessarily put over him to start the, the other defensive end position. I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe you could argue uh, Al-Qadi Muhammad. He's yeah. been a solid player, which we'll just go to Al-Qadi Muhammad now. Uh, he had – actually, he had pretty decent tackle for loss numbers. He only, he only, he's not much of a pass rusher, though. He only had three sacks. I'm going to set it at five sacks for him. Uh, what do you think about five sacks for Mr. Muhammad? I'm going under. Uh, he's never yeah. quite been that uh, – like you said, that sack specialist, so – I think ultimately his sack numbers will stay low. Yeah. The reason why I had it at five is because I think there's a good chance that he gets a lot more playing time now with Jabal Shear being gone. So maybe he gets a couple more sacks than he did this last year. Um, okay. Then we'll look at the uh, – let, let, let's look also at some guys who can kind of be tweeners so they could kind of play maybe some defensive tackle, maybe some defensive end. Uh, the first guy, Danico Watry. It's crazy just th- looking at – Danico Watry, when he was, you know, when the Colts got him and they originally signed him, 
to his 2018 season, which was phenomenal. He had almost double-digit sacks. And then last year, it all came crashing down again, back to reality. Um, He only had three and a half sacks. He was the only player out of that Colts three-technique position last year that had three and a half sacks. Now, obviously, you bring in DeForest Buckner, so Danico Autry is not going to be the starter at that three-technique. But he's played a little bit of defensive end as well for the Colts. Uh, This last year, he only had, like I mentioned, three and a half sacks, but he had seven tackles for loss, which is pretty decent. Uh, So I'm kind of looking for potentially maybe not a 2018 season for Danico Autry, but he could have a chance to to get his sack numbers a little bit better than last year if he plays more defensive end. So I'm going to set it at six. What do you think for Danico Autry for six? For me, I have the numbers set right at around five, five and a half. So I'm probably going to go under if that's what I'm going to bet my money on. Okay. That's fair. And he had seven tackles for losses last year. So I'm just going to stay, keep it there. Seven tackles for loss. What do you think? I think I'll go over that. I think he gets a few more plays this year uh, where he can get some one-on-one matchups that could help him. Right. I think so too. Uh, that and that's the reason why I had it a little bit more than last year. DeForest Buckner, he just helps everybody on that defensive line. He can eat up double teams, and a lot more guys can get more one-on-one opportunities. And we've seen to Nico Watry, he's shown at certain times he can whoop some offensive linemen when given the chance. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a good chance he does bounce back this year and have a solid season, maybe as a starter at defensive end, but also even as just as a rotational piece in the backup, I think he has a chance to do that as well. Um, and we'll move to another guy that you kind of like. Um, he's played a couple different positions. He's played defensive tackle. He's played um, some defensive end as well. Um, Tyquan Lewis. Now, Tyquan Lewis originally was taken in the second round, right? And uh, he's just such an interesting guy because he really didn't have much stats last year, like, at all. Um, I, I mean, I don't even think he had a sack last year. He had one tackle for loss. He didn't really see the field much at all last year for the Colts. Uh, but another opportunity potentially, this is maybe his final year in Indianapolis if he doesn't step it up. Uh, I just, I honestly don't really know what to do for Taekwon Lewis. I can't get a gauge on him because he could be really good, but he could also potentially be a healthy scratch like we saw last year. Or maybe it could be, even be a surprise cut at the end of camp. I mean, we just don't know with Taekwon Lewis. Uh, so I'm just going to go very low ball here, and I'm just going to give him two sacks uh, potentially, and maybe that's way too under Derek, and you can scold me for that. Uh, what are you thinking about Taekwon Lewis? No, I think it's for, uh, perfectly reasonable to low ball Taekwon Lewis because, like he said, we haven't seen much of him for everything that he's been hyped up to be. I mean, it, it stinks that we're at this uh, situation, but um, – yeah, you're right. At this point, he absolutely needs to have uh, that kind of efficiency or else he's not going to be able to stay on this roster. So, um, you know, I, I really don't know at this point. Uh, I, I can't really give you a positive understanding of what I think he can do. I, I am probably going to say under – uh, just because I don't know where exactly he fits on the roster with this team right now. And yeah. it's it just all matters to me on whether or not he can stay healthy and if he's putting in the effort to be able to play for this team right now. Right. 
And that's the key. Like, I just don't know, like you said, I just have no idea if he's going to even get any playing time if he does make the active roster. And that's just the point we're at with Tyquan Lewis. Just no idea right now. I mean, he has potential. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen multiple, a couple games where he's played pretty decent, but you know, overall the last couple of years, it's just been a lot more bad than good at this point, unfortunately for Tyquan Lewis. Um, all right. We'll move more to the defensive tackle position. We'll start with that three technique. Like I mentioned, uh, DeForest Buckner, the big name, the guy the Colts traded number 13th overall for. Um, last year, you know, compared to the year before, his sack numbers were slightly down. He had 12 sacks in 2018, only seven and a half last year. Um, he had 17, also 17 tackles for loss in 2018, and only had nine last year. Now, you can argue there were, there were different reasons for that. You know, the 49ers obviously added uh, Nick Bosa last year, which helped and he got more of the sacks, and DeForest Buckner still was a good player, but the stats necessarily weren't as good as a year prior. But I think he has a chance here to, to bounce back and get potentially the double-digit sacks. So I'm going to go 10 sacks as well for him. Uh, what do you think about 10 sacks for Mr. DeForest Buckner? Man, that's, that's a tough one just because we know what DeForest Buckner is. Uh, we know what DeForest Buckner is. And we know the attention he's going to grab from offensive lines. So it certainly makes it uh, easier for other guys to get bigger sack numbers. But I do think DeForest Buckner is happy with the situation he's in. And I think he's ready to get uh, just to prove himself, even though he's already proved himself as an elite player. He's wanting to prove again to people that he is the real deal. So I'll go over with that. Okay. That's fair. I mean, yeah, I think over is fair because he's shown that he can go over that. Um, but it just depends really on um, if some of these younger guys step up, maybe they take a little bit more of his sack numbers down like we saw last year. But I definitely think over is a solid, a solid bet there for a player of DeForest Buckner's caliber. Um, he also had nine tackles for loss. So I'll just set that at 10. What do you think about 10 for DeForest Buckner? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to have more. Uh, I think that's just the kind of player that he is where he can make that push up front. And mm -hmm. I just think that's going to result in a lot more uh, tackles for loss for not only him, but for the rest of this defensive line going forward. Yeah. We'll move to the other guy that the Colts uh, grabbed in free agency from the 49ers, ironically. Uh, Sheldon Day, local product. He went to Notre Dame. He, he went to school in Indianapolis. Uh, he wasn't necessarily a starter last year for the 49ers up until the playoffs. Um, so stats may not reflect the impact that he has. Um, a little bit undersized for a defensive tackle. Um, last year only had a sack and he had uh, three tackles for loss. Uh, so he, we don't think he will be a starter because we think the next guy we'll talk about We'll take that starting spot, uh, but I'll go, I'll go two sacks for him. He's never been much of a pass rusher. Uh, what do you think about two sacks for Sheldon Day? Um, yeah, I am actually probably going to go slightly over. I think he gets two and a half okay. to break that. Um, I think Sheldon Day just has uh, that kind of uh, ability to make those kinds of plays, and I think he's also coming into – a division that has uh, slightly weaker offensive lines that he's coming into versus the NFC, which mm -hmm. he was playing a lot more of. And obviously in that comp, in that division, 
when you got the Rams and you got uh, the Seahawks, whose offensive line has improved slightly. Um, I just think that he's going to see a few more different looks uh, from guys. And I think he might be able to take advantage of offensive lines like the Jaguars and the Texans. So I think he has over two. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Three tackles for loss. His most ever has been five. So I'll set it at four for, for him. I think he gets, I think he gets over for the same exact reasons I just said, and he's a hustle guy. You know, I think that's just ultimately the kind of player he is. And I think that helps him. Yeah. All right, we'll move to the last guy on the defensive line that we'll look at, Grover Stewart. Last year, he had kind of a breakout year. He wasn't originally the starter week one, but the Colts bench Marcus Hunt, the the old starter, Marcus Hunt no longer with the team. And so Grover Stewart took over, and he performed pretty well. Uh, More of a run-stopping guy than anything, uh, but he offered a little bit in the pass rush department. He had three sacks last year. Um, So I'm going to set it at four for him, for Mr. Grover Stewart. Uh, What do you think about four? I think that Grover Stewart gets more than four sacks. I'm going over. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, again, just with the addition of DeForest Buckner, Grover Stewart's going to get a lot more one-on-ones this year. And I think even though he's not that elite pass rusher that we know of, I think you know getting three and a half, three sacks the last few years for Grover Stewart has you know been with him still trying to progress. And from what this team has been saying he's been doing, I, I, I approve of what Grover Stewart is, and I think he's going to do a little bit better this year. Yeah, and I assume you'd, be, you'd think the same about his tackles for loss because they weren't eye-popping. He only had five last year. I would assume you'd say that'll be up as well just for the same reasons. Yeah, probably just a little bit up, yeah. Okay, makes sense. All right, we'll move on now to the linebackers. So this group is going to be, we're going to kind of look at a couple different factors here for this group. Uh, First off, we'll just be the tackles. Um, So I'll just set a number for tackles. And then we will also look at forced turnovers as well. Um, Some of these guys are better than others at forcing turnovers. So some numbers will be a little bit different. Uh, We'll start with actually surprisingly the Colts tackling leader last year, Anthony Walker, middle linebacker. Um, He had 124 total. 84 solo. Um, so obviously Darius Leonard missed some time last year. Anthony Walker did not. So Anthony mm-hmm. Walker obviously was going to take up a lot more of the tackles. Uh, but I'm going to set it at 120 for Anthony Walker this next year. Do you think that's shooting too high or are you going to go under? I think that's a decent number, but I think it's a little too high. I'm going under. Um, I want to okay. make sure I look at these numbers again just so I can make sure – what exactly I'm looking at for years past. Um, Yeah. In 2018 had 105 combined tackles. Uh, That's right at about where I expect him to be at around hundred tackles. Cause you know, being that middle linebacker, but with Bobby Okariki coming in the way I think he will be. And, you know, just simply uh, Darius Leonard being what we all know he is, uh, Anthony Walker will get some good tackle numbers, but I do not expect, unless the linebackers go injury prone again, I don't expect him to hit 120 tackles this year. Yeah. Um, And then last year, kind of looking at uh, the turnovers a little bit. um, So Anthony Walker's never been like, you know, you think of Darius Leonard, Anthony Walker has never been in terms of 
you know, turnovers. Uh, but he was pretty decent last year um, overall. He's more of a solid player, I would say, as opposed to just a guy who's forcing turnovers every second. Uh, so Anthony Walker last year, he had an interception. Um, he had a forced fumble. So we only had two turnovers forced last year. I'm going to go three turnovers forced this year. I think he's going to step it up one. What do you think? Are you going to go over under for Anthony Walker? I'm going under. I think he's going to uh, get the same of what he did last year. Because like you said, I don't. Th- he's never been one that's you know too crazy with uh, turnovers being forced. So I think that's where he stays. Okay, sure. All right, Darius Leonard. He had 121 tackles last year, obviously down from his rookie year where he broke the Colts tackle record, but he was still an effective player. Um, and he was hurt. He was, he did not play all 16 games. So you got to think if he plays all 16 games, he's going to improve on this in this area. So I'm going to go 130 tackles for Darius Leonard. You going over or under? Uh, I I'm definitely going to go. I'm definitely going to go over. Uh, I think that's perfectly uh, plausible. Like you said, as long as he doesn't miss four games, even if he missed, uh, even if he misses one less game, I think he breaches that. So yeah, I think he hits 130. Okay, fair enough. Uh, then last year he actually had seven combined turnovers forced. He had five interceptions. He had two forced fumbles. Um, I'm gonna. I think he can improve on that. I really do. I'm gonna set it at eight for Darius Leonard. Do you think he can improve on that? Um, I actually think he's going to go under that. Um, I think he can be right at about six or seven, but I mean, it's just so implausible for me to think that he can get more than eight turnovers. That's just incredible for a, for a linebacker. But then again, you know, it's Darius Leonard. We, we know he has the chip on his shoulder. Maybe I can Mm -hmm. be one of the, maybe I can be one of his fuel sources, but I, I, I don't – that is incredible. I mean, just seven turnovers yeah. last year. I mean, he went from – I mean, because obviously he's had six forced fumbles to go along with it. I mean, this dude just is a, a turnover machine. But, you know, that's, that, that's just way too hard for me to say he's going to be over that. I, I, I want yeah. to say that, but that, that's just crazy. Yeah. But, I mean, Darius Leonard – he he's crazy. So he is crazy. He he's the maniac for a reason. So maybe yes. he does do it. That's why I'm half tempted to say yes, but I don't want to push. I don't want to push it too much though. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just have this feeling Darius Leonard just is going to, he wants to get like 200 tackles or something like that. He wants to get like double digit sacks. I mean, all these crazy numbers, Darius Leonard, if any player could do it, I feel like Darius Leonard could certainly do it. Um, yeah. All right, next guy on our list, Bobby Okariki. He was a third-round pick last year of the Colts. Uh, he didn't originally start to begin the season, um, but he eventually found a role at that Sam linebacker position. He had 65 tackles last year. You got to think he's going to improve on that. He was only a rookie last year. I'm going to go 80 tackles for Bobby Okariki. What do you think, over under? Yeah, I think that he's going to go over that. Um, I, with his extended role this year, what we think he's going to do, I, I do think that Bobby Ogariki will reach 80 tackles this year at least. Mm-hmm. And he also had uh, two forced fumbles last year. Um, he had an interception, but it wasn't didn't technically count because it was on a two-point conversion. But uh, he's a guy that, that similar to Darius Leonard, he, can for, he forces some turnovers. Um, you got to think he's got to force more than two this next year. So I'd assume, Derek, you're going to go over two. 
Yeah, I will go over two. I think he can definitely get three or four this year, uh, yeah. just from what I saw in that short stretch that we saw last year. Yeah. Um, there's only really one other guy that I'm going to actually mention in this linebacker room because he played a few snaps. I mean, he didn't play a ton because the linebackers were pretty healthy last year. Uh, EJ Speed, um, he only had seven combined tackles this last year. Uh, so I'm going to set it at like 20 tackles for EJ Speed, and it's going to be the last guy on our linebackers list um, because I think maybe one of these linebackers will get dinged up for a game and EJ Speed will be able to come in um, and just fill in on special teams and also just in certain snaps if a guy's tired. Uh, I'm going to set it at 20. What do you think for EJ Speed? Um, yeah, I think he can reach just over that. I- I'll go over okay. with that. Okay. And I don't even think he forced a turnover last year. I mean, he didn't really get the chance to. Yeah. I don't um, think he so did. does he force a turnover? Are you going to go over or under? <laughs> I- I'll go over. I'll, I'll, I'll okay. say he turns makes a turnover of some kind. I'll say it. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. Awesome. Sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> All right, let's move over now to the cornerbacks. Now, this group is very much in flux. <laughs> uh, this group is there's, – there's a couple new additions to this group. Um, we'll start with the incumbent, Rocky Asin. Um, he played in 15 games this last year. Uh, he had – so he had one interception. He had, uh, he had five passes defended. Um, for the interceptions – Derek, are you going to go over or under his one interception from last year? Yeah, I, I think he definitely goes over. Uh, you saw his coverage continue to get so much better from uh, at the end of last season. And he just looked – he had a couple of passes where he almost picked it off but it just went through his hands. So yeah. I do believe that Rocky Sin has uh, multiple interceptions this year. Do you think he also improves on his passes defended? He only had five last year. Do you think he improves on that? Uh, yeah, slightly. I think he slightly does, okay. yes. Okay. And then we'll look at the other guy who is also was on the team last year, and then we'll move into some of our newer guys. Um, so we got to look at Marvell Tell. Converted safety uh, from USC. Uh, didn't really know what to expect out of Marvell Tell, but honestly, I thought he had a pretty solid year, all things considered. Um, as he made that transition, you know, to the cornerback position. Yeah. he he's a big body guy. Like he really is. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't see the field a ton last year. Yeah, there was like a five game series uh, in that last year where they were having corner issues and Marvell tell came in and really stepped up well in zone coverage. Yeah. Yeah. He really did. So yeah, I mean, he had, he had five passes defended. He didn't have an interception last year. At least I don't think so. It doesn't show he did. I thought he did for some reason, but I don't think he did. Marvell Tell did not have an interception last year. Do you think, Derek, he gets his first NFL interception this year? I think he can get one. Yes, I absolutely believe he okay. can. Yeah. I mean, really, this all depends on Xavier Rhodes and some of these other guys. If they perform poorly, does Marvell Tell get more time? And maybe that changes our projections a little bit. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, he also had five passes defended. Do you think he's going to stay there, go over, go, go under on that? Um, I think he could uh, go over with that because I think he's going to improve slightly on his man coverage this year, and that's what I expect. Yeah, that's been, been his biggest knock, his man coverage, which is kind of crazy considering he's, like, ginormous. Um, but, yeah, I certainly think he has a chance, honestly, uh, to ascend to another level. I mean, he – 
you think about it, he's only had one season under his belt as an NFL corner. Um, and all things considered, I think there was more positives than negatives last year, we can say, watching his game. Um, still has things to develop on, but I think he definitely has a chance uh, to be a really solid player for the Colts moving forward. Um, so Xavier Rhodes, uh, we'll move on to him. Xavier Rhodes is so interesting to me because two years ago, he was a first-team All-Pro, one of the best yeah. corners in the league. These last two years has just been not good for Xavier Rhodes, especially this last year. He has gone majorly downhill. Um, he made the Pro Bowl, which is kind of crazy to think about um, this last year. But, I mean, he didn't even have an interception in 2019. He only had six passes defended. So, I mean, it was kind of, you know, Pro Bowl is already a joke if that tells you anything. Jacoby right. Brissett almost made the Pro Bowl last year. Uh, so, do you think he gets back a little bit? Do you think he gets a couple interceptions? Do you think he gets any interceptions this next year for the Colts? Um, I will set the over-under at two. That's me personally. I think he can get an interception uh, just because of the way he likes to play now in zone. I think that's just his comfort zone. So I think that's why I like uh, Xavier Rhodes to at least have a, a couple different turnovers this year. Right. And he had six passes defended. I mean, more than Rocky SN, more than Marvell Tell. Uh, do you think he improves on that, though? Do you think he can have more than six pass defense? Um, yes, I think he can because he's going to be healthier this year, at least at the start. Mm-hmm. So I think that ultimately uh, will help him to at least get started off on a better foot. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we hope uh, so too. Yep. We don't want to repeat it last year. That was uh, an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's, it must have sucked for him. It really must have. Oh, I bet. Um, the Colts also brought in another corner. Um, he's a journeyman type of guy. He doesn't really have the pedigree of a Xavier Rhodes, but he's had some moments where he's been a solid player. Uh, most recently with Cleveland last year, uh, TJ Carey. He started six games last year for the Browns. He actually logged one interception, four passes defended. He's more of a depth piece, I think, that we look at right now, maybe a backup corner to slot corner to Kenny Moore. Do you think right now for TJ Carey, his numbers will be any more improved from this last year from one interception? I'm going to set it at one interception. Do you think it's going to be more or less? I, I'm st- I'm sitting right at the bar. Honestly, I might even say yeah. that I would probably end up going with uh, probably go under. To be honest, I do not really? think TJ will have multiple ones. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, and then passes defended. I mean, he had four. So I mean, that's solid. Do you think he'll have more than that or less than that? Um, probably go more than that slightly. You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All righty. Uh, I think that's all our corners. I mean, Isaiah Rogers maybe we can talk about, but he hasn't played a snap in the NFL. Um, yeah, we won't go Isaiah Rogers yet. Uh, that, that'll just be for maybe another episode or something like that. Well, we'll move on to our safeties, though. Let's move on to our safeties now. Uh, the free safety position. Very interesting position with Malik Hooker. He played in 13 games last year. Um, Really, I mean, he only had, when I look at it, two interceptions this last year, three passes defended. Uh, Do you think in the interception department, Malik Hooker, I'm going to set it at three. Do you think he's going to go over or under that? 
Oh, man, as much as I really wish Malik Hooker would, I, I don't think so. I, I, I'd have to see no. something first. So I'm going under. Really? Yep. I'm surprised, actually. I am surprised that by myself, but I've been surprised <laughs> at how little we've gotten from him as of recently, so I don't expect much. Yeah, I mean, I'm just surprised because the contract year, I would think he maybe would ball out a little bit more, but I totally get it. Like, maybe. Been up to this point, not nothing spectacular. He's been solid, but hasn't lived up necessarily to being selected that early. Yep. Um, he had 30 tackles last year, so he's not really a huge tackle guy. So I'm going to set it at 40. I'm going to set it at 40 for Malik Hooker. What do you think about 40 for him? I'm going under with that as well. I don't think that he gets the, – the tackle numbers is mainly from Kahari. Uh, Kahari mainly gets those yeah. tackle numbers, so I think that goes uh, under 40 as well. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, speaking of Kari, let's talk about him. He had 71 tackles this last year. He didn't have an interception. He, uh, he only had one pass defended, uh, so it was not necessarily uh, – a guy that's known for his coverage, but he's more of that box type of safety, that more strong safety. Um, I'm going to set his tackle numbers a little bit higher than they were last year, just because he originally similar to Grover Stewart. He wasn't the starter week one. Clayton Gethers held that, held that down for a little bit. And then Corey Willis came and took it and performed really, really well. Um, he played in 14 games this last year. I'm going to set it at 85 for Corey Willis, a little bit high, maybe, um, but I, I got it. You got to consider he's only was only a rookie last year, and he played really well. And I think he's only going to get better. Uh, what do you think about eighty five for Kari Willis? Eighty five tackles. Um, man, that is that is interesting. Um, I what do I want to say here? <laughs> I would probably probably go down just slightly i would go under slightly okay. because i think that with the addition of what the defensive line is not able to do you're going to take a few less plays away from that secondary and you're going to cause teams to be a little more hectic it's going to result in a few less tackles along the way i believe so that's why i go slightly under okay makes sense to me um, do you think he get he had no interceptions? I'm gonna set it. I'm gonna say he gets at least one. I'm gonna set it at one. Are you gonna go over or under for Kari Willis with one interception? I'm gonna set it at that. I'm gonna go to one. I, that's what I would do. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So we only got a couple guys left here. A couple guys in the safety room. Uh, George Odom's the next guy. I mean, he's been more spot duty at this point. He only had 37 tackles this last year. Uh, he actually forced two fumbles, which is interesting. Um, so, you know, he was effective at creating some turnovers when he was in the game. Uh, do you think he's going to improve from those numbers, though, this next year uh, from 37 tackles? Um, I'm going to set him just at – I'll just set it at 35 for George Odom. Do you think he's going to go over or under on those? Um – yeah, I think I think he can. I think he can. I think that the way this defense is going to try to get some uh, more guys involved in the secondary, George Odom has been a very valuable piece at times when he is in. So I think George Odom can improve on 35 tackles. I'll go over. 
And the last guy that we're going to look at here, uh, drafted this year by the Colts, uh, Mr. Julian Blackman out of Utah. Now, Julian Blackman this last year, um, he was really solid. The Utah had a really good secondary. Um, he was one of the key pieces to that secondary. Um, he had 41 solo tackles, 60 total, four tackles for loss, a sack and a half. Um, he had four interceptions this last year. So we'll start with the interceptions. Um, obviously, he's not going to probably be healthy till maybe mid-October. Um, so I'm going to set it at two interceptions. I'm going to set it at two interceptions. Uh, what do you think, Derek? You think that's too high, or do you think uh, that's just right, or what are you thinking? I'm going to go under. I think he makes an interception, but I do not think he gets multiple because of uh, sure. injuries, problems, and when you talk about you know still getting used to the system. Yeah, and Malik Hooker is probably going to take a lot of you know some of his snaps too. So yeah. there's, there's that factor as well. Um, all right, so tackles. Let's go. Let's go. Forty tackles. I think that's a fair thing for him to have. Uh, I know he's, you know, made, I feel like he's a little bit better tackler, more willing tackler than Malik Hooker. Um, he had sixty last year. What do you think about forty? This, I honestly think this might be a little high, but what do you think? It, it just all depends on when he starts. You know, I think uh, when he starts and versus, you know, what kind of playing time he gets right off the bat. Might be a little too much right off the bat, but I think that's easily something he could do next season. Not this upcoming season, but next season. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think that's probably probably about right to think about. All righty, that'll wrap up our look at the Colts' defense, um, our over-unders. What do you guys think about our thoughts on the stats for the Colts coming up on defense in this 2020 season. Let us know in the comments below. Be sure to like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And also, if you haven't, be sure to check out our two interviews with Colts players. I won't tell you who they are. I'll let you go look up, look it up yourself. But for Derek and myself, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, go Colts.